Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. Hello. And welcome to Making the Cut podcast. And I am uh, Davina McCall, and this is Michael Ma- Douglas. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were. I think it was like the beginning of the one show or something. It was quite like, good, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you I, think I, that I mean, basically really... we are auditioning, aren't we? For, yes. For some sort of TV show, some program. kind of double header. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're like. What, what, show, what shows are there? There's not many. There's this morning. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, the one show. The one show. It could do with a reinvention, in my yeah. opinion, the one show. Um, yeah. That we could easily do that. Let's do but that. I feel like we should invent our own show. I think we'd have a better, we could have a better like show. Like Richard and Judy. Yeah. Michael and Davina. Michael and Davina. But how would you feel about my name coming first? Oh, God, it would be a re- relief. Oh, would it? Oh. If it was Michael and Davina. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, Davina and Michael. Nice. Yes, it seems a bit obvious, that, doesn't it? It's too obvious. Yeah. I'm quite uh, happy to share heading. Yeah, great. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It'd be like me driving the car. I like you driving the car. Pretty good driver. Yeah. I'm a good driver. Anyway, so this show, uh, this podcast, I was already in a show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm happy. Let me call it, <laughs> let's call this a show. <laughs> um, season two of the show. Stop clicking my pen, sorry. So, I... I'm going to quickly explain that making the cut podcast is all about recommending things to you. So we try things out and if we don't think they've made the cut, we don't talk about them. If we love them, we bring it to you. Each week we cover an enormous variety of things from the world's most expensive pencil to something I'm talking about today, which is £6.99. So... Enjoy, fill your boots, and here we go. You're talking about something at £6.99? Yep. Wow. It's the new me. What is it? A packet of crisps? Not telling you. No, okay. <laughs> um, That's my kind of packet of crisps. Yeah. £6.99, <laughs> the most luxurious packet I, of crisps. I hate posh crisps. I hate expensive They're crisps. They're not good. I like the cheapest crisps you, you know can why? buy. Because they're thin and, like, full of flavour. And? Um, made with... Cheap oil. <laughs> I don't know. They're full of fat. Yeah, well, fat is flavour, right? That's yeah. that's where the saying goes. But that's why you like them. Is it? Is because it Walkers? You go to Pret or somewhere like that, or you go to an airport and you're about to get on a plane and you get a sandwich and all that's on offer is kettle chips. I just think, why? I think I have I have enjoyed a kettle chip. Never in have I enjoyed a kettle well, chip. I, I think they're too thick they and lacerate your hard. mouth. Yeah, yeah, they're too hard. They're too hard. I don't want things cooked in I a want kettle. Something like. That melts in your mouth. Exactly. Skips. I want a bag of skips. Flavours. <gasps> exactly. That's what I want. I want a corn-based Frazzles. Snack. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> On the subject of food, we are currently cooking something in a brand new device that you're going to talk to us about. I am. But first, shall we, I'm, I'm going to talk to them about buffalo chicken wings, which are my all-time favourite chicken yes, wings. Yes, do it. I love chicken wings. I love so all kind this, of deep-fried chicken. Is this chicken. new... 
Uh, no, or... I've always loved chicken wings. Yeah. And I love specifically when they're covered in that hot buffalo sauce. I don't know quite know why it's called buffalo. I assume it would... There you must be a reason. Do you want me to look that up? I did look it up once and I can't remember what it was. But yeah, go and have a look. Is there, is there a place called Buffalo? Maybe it's originated there um, or something. Why? But it's the it's Frank's Hot Sauce. I've talked about Frank's Hot Sauce before, but it's specifically the Buffalo Wings one is amazing. And that's because, you know, it gets used on chicken wings. We are cooking chicken wings at the moment. All Which my is the noise. All my mouth's gone very juicy just saying the word. <laughs> slightly salivating here. So um, I'm always looking for like the perfect buffalo wing recipe. Okay, say it. Well, how, why is it called buffalo sauce? As for how Buffalo, New York, got its name. Mm -hmm. So Buffalo, New York must be that it's where it's from. Okay. But it's actually in New York. Um, that's probably related to the American bison, which as stated are often inaccurately called buffalo. Uh. Buffalo, the city started out on the already named Buffalo Creek. Okay, so it's a place. Yeah, why buffalo wings are called that, today I, I found out, feed your brain, yeah. You still, you still don't so, know. The recipe that I'm using at the moment, mm. it came with this device that we're cooking it out of. Um, I always, I'm very happy to try the recipes that come with it. Like if I buy... Uh, they know what device. they're talking about. Yeah, they've tried it, right? They you know they've what tried they're it talking about. So, here's the ingredients. 500 grams of chicken wings, one garlic clove crushed, a tablespoon of olive oil, a tablespoon of cider vinegar, half tablespoon of paprika, half tablespoon of Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. He's not had any drink, by the way, today, <laughs> people. Not yet. One tablespoon of celery salt. That must be a teaspoon, right? No, tablespoon. I put no. in a tablespoon. It says teaspoon here. TSP, is that teaspoon? Oh, no, I did put in a teaspoon then. Okay. I put in a tablespoon of paprika. I hope so. Pepper sauce, uh, one tablespoon of honey, salt and pepper. And then we mix them all up and then we put them in this device uh, for 20, 23 minutes. It says 20 to 25, so one twenty-three. Then we're going to make chips in it. I'm very excited. So these are split wings. So you get the kind of bicep of the wing and the forearm of the wing that are cut in half because some wings you get are a whole wing that are all joined together. Can I just quickly yeah. ask you something? So when you buy it in a supermarket, mm -hmm. because I have never cooked chicken wings in yes. my life, because I never really see the point because there's no meat on it. Well, there's a, there's a bit of tasty meat on it. Not a lot. There's not granted, much. But it's like, the picking what's the open point? and eating with your fingers. Is that what that. you like about I, it? I love all of that stuff, yeah. But I where's the meat? Well, there will be meat. You'll, you'll see the meat. Okay. You'll eat the meat. Okay. The ones you bought from Waitrose were already split. And the ones I generally get from Sainsbury's are whole wings. So you get the, the bicep and the forearm. I don't know if that's the correct term for it, but you mm -hmm. get the general gist, right? You get both bits connected. Mm -hmm. These ones aren't. They're split. But um, is that good or bad? We'll find out. I mean, they're easier to eat. You don't have to split them. Generally, you Oh, so them. normally you have to split them? I would normally. You pull them apart and then split them and then eat one and eat the other. Maybe we should do a little warning at the beginning for vegetarians. Yeah, sorry if you're a vegetarian. Um, we're going to eat chicken off the bone in this episode. Oh. So, they're in the device. Yes. This would be an appropriate time to talk about this device. Okay. So, obviously you yes. um, bought, at the beginning of Series 1, a deep fat fryer. I was a little bit horrified by it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, but only because, you know, for a few weeks... You and your boys did eat deep fried food every day. And I know there was a sort of novelty aspect to it and there was a fun side to Definitely. it. It is an unhealthy way of cooking your food, but it does taste so damn good. <laughs> I, I, I completely accept that. I completely accept that. Yeah. And 
I just want you to tell people what you did with the oil from your deep fat fryer the other day. Oh, yeah. So I, I try and clean out the deep fat fryer every so often. So about once a month, I'll take the oil and, and pour it into something. Um, so what I tend to do is the original three-litre jug of mm. oil that I got, which mm. is empty, I pour the old oil back into that three-litre mm-hmm. jug and then pour a new three-litre jug in. So it's three-litre capacity, this deep fat fryer. What's interesting is when you pour the fat back into the bottle, there's only two litres of, <laughs> of the oil left. So somewhere in the course of a month, we've consumed a litre of, of vegetable oil, oil. yeah, mm. between me and the kids, which is horrific. So I think that is quite a good thing for you to see. Oh, completely, yeah. I'm, I'm, and ooh, oh, The worst thing is not just the oil that pours into the bottle, the debris that is left from all the previous cooks. So you know that you are... Let's turn that yeah, off. Yeah, let's turn that off. It's going to get annoying, right? So... Not bad? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Not really. I mean, that's nice. That'll be nice and crispy, though. Should we take them out? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take them out. Sorry, people. I'm going to talk. Yeah. The thing is, you see the debris in the oil, and it does make you realise that that debris floating around for a month, deep, still frying every time you heat up the oil. I am the first one to appreciate, because I did have those chips... Was it two weeks ago? Yeah. And I I nearly fell off my chair. I've never tasted anything so amazing. And I did inhale them. Michael, um, it's quite funny. We've known each other a very, very long time. But we haven't really properly eaten a lot in front of each other. And when Michael sees me eat something I love, I think it slightly frightens him. And these chips that he made in his deep fat fryer were so unbelievably good. And I, it was ugly. I mean, I do this thing where, you know, he eats two and then I just like eat all of them all at once, all shoved into my mouth. Okay, so we've done a bit of sort of prepping. Yeah. But anyway, my point was, I think it was from a listener of the podcast, I did hear about a thing called an air fryer. I'd never heard of it before. I, I would say we've had maybe... 10 messages from yes. listeners basically saying, have you tried an okay, air fryer good. yet? Yeah, so we've so had it a must of... have been. it must have been, I mm-hmm. checked the messages and I saw the word and I thought, I'm going to go get it right now. <laughs> okay, good. And I went online. What am I like? I'm very reactionary. Uh, yes, but you're also super efficient. I mean, there's lots of uh, benefits to your reactionary personality trait. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, yes. So, I went online mm-hmm. and I tried to find something that was kind of mid-range, not too expensive. So, I went for the Pro Breeze. It was on Amazon. It was sixty nine ninety nine. So, it's not made by like Tefal or um, Murphy Richards. It's no, called this Pro com- Breeze, right? I think this company is called Pro Breeze. Yeah, great. But I did um, just see another one online, which was called the Ninja Air Fry. Okay. I mean, I do like the name. Ninja. Anything with the name Ninja, and it just sounds like it's going to be really good. Good. But that was like 149.99, and actually, having used this at home, this yeah. air fryer, I think this is actually a brilliant, a brilliant bit of kit. How much again then? 90, it was 69.99. Oh, okay. I would definitely consider getting one of these. To try yeah. and get us away from the deep fat fry. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've just taken the chicken wings out, by the way, and I've just put them in the wo- oven to wo- warm, keep warm while the chips are cooking. My God, they look amazing. <laughs> I'm so full of juice right now. So check this out. The stats are yeah. 75% less fat than traditional frying methods. Okay. 50% faster than traditional fan ovens. 
Okay, good. Yeah. And that is the thing mm. that is good about it because, like you were saying, well, isn't it just a normal fan oven? Um, yeah, it feels on, like a mini on, fan on a countertop. Oven. Yes. It mimics deep frying. It's got hot air, so it is like a fan oven. Mm-hmm. But because it's in such a tiny space, it churns the hot air around much quicker than it would in an oven because okay. the oven's quite a big space mm-hmm. to fill. And this hot air swirls around and cooks it in a way that you a don't, you don't get in a conventional oven. Exactly. Okay. So it's essentially, it is an amped up countertop convection oven, but it's obviously faster mm-hmm. and it is brilliantly easy to clean. As well, you and I... I was just thinking that. Just we, saw. Yeah, we took the wings out and obviously there's lots of the hot sauce in, in the thing. So we just cleaned it out, the base and the basket and then put the chips in it. So, yeah, it is really easy to clean. And an oven is a bloody nightmare. And a deep fat fryer, I mean, don't even get me started on cleaning the deep fat fryer. It's half a day, you know. Oh, why? Because the oil, as it burns, I guess, the oil, it sticks to the side, even though it's a non-stick thing. It's like a weird physical chemical reaction. Mm. And and it turns into like a matter that you just, you need a hammer and chisel to take off. really? It's not like you can put a bit of fairy liquid on it and break it down. It doesn't break down. And then the basket, obviously, has got all this area where it can collect all this burnt fat. So that's a nightmare. But they're a nightmare to clean. I've even thought about throwing it away and just buying a new one because the cleaning of it was so much hassle. It was only 20 quid the deep back back. But we we just spent five seconds cleaning that you cleaned the basket and i cleaned the inside of the other bit but the stickiness yeah normally that would take us 20 minutes of scrubbing yeah yeah scrubbing yeah and i i I rinsed it Mm. i mean it was that simple so i think for me the cleaning thing alone is a massive selling point anything that saves you time the other thing that i really like and i am all about portion control mm-hmm. that there is something about the little basket yeah you can't fit much in you it, can't right? fit a load in it yeah. you know two potatoes is enough mm-hmm. and i feel like if you're a couple or you're a family of three this is kind of the perfect size yeah for your cooking you almost don't even need another an oven yeah i was just thinking that if you've got um kids that have just gone to university this would be a great little solution for them if they lived in a little tiny place and it's also great with frozen food. So you is can it? cook frozen chips. Can you just stick yes, them in there? Yes. And you can that's handy. cook things like mozzarella sticks, anything that kind of is... Oh super- God. Yeah, did I say the magic oh, word? I love mozzarella did stick. Did I? Yeah. God. I've never cooked a mozzarella stick in, in my own home. Have you not? No. <laughs> I think I've eaten them. Okay. Outside. Um, I've deep fried halloumi as well. Oh, we put halloumi I in bet there. that's amazing. Yeah, we should, put, we we should, should try, try some that. in there, yeah. So, because I'm a bit nervous, obviously, about, you know, a new machine and I don't know how to cook things in it, mm. um, actually, with this Pro Breeze, which I thought was rather brilliant, you get an air fryer favourite recipes booklet. So, the first thing in there, obviously, is homemade chips. Second thing, buffalo chicken wings. So, we've done both of those. I do think we've slightly overcooked them. Well, it depends because that'll be the sauce that's burnt, okay, not the chicken. Okay, good. So, honey mustard pork chops—that mm. sounds amazing. Yeah. Fillet steak. Yeah, I'd be interested to in put the fillet air steak fryer. In like, yeah. I guess because the fillet steaks no fat. Yeah, I don't know, I but bet. we should definitely try yeah. and put the steaks in there. Paprika salmon. Yeah, that sounds great. so nice. Yeah. Spicy lemon prawns. Yeah, you're not a prawn girl, though, are you? Not really. I do love a prawn. Slightly makes me want to vomit even saying it. Really? But that's because I got 
You've got food poisoning. Food poisoning in the But listen to this. Mm-hmm. This is a curveball. <laughs> Classic Victoria. You're laughing at me a lot today. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just... Because there's lots of things that you're saying associated with other things that make me laugh. Is I'm not rude? laughing at you. Is it, uh, it's is not it, particularly is it Alan Partridge? It, it is Alan Partridge, Oh, my yes. God. It's amazing that you clicked like, that. Like, literally, I, I watched... everything I say, you start know, laughing at, that's... and I just think, oh, my God, fucking Alan Partridge got there first. There's a back of Alan Partridge stuff. He does... Fucking Steve Cook. If I ever see him again, I'm going to go, you've ruined my life. No, I haven't. I've enhanced it. No, not you. Saying. No, I know, but, like, you can say that. You'll say, no, I have enhanced your life. You, you turned into Steve Cook in there for oh. You thought you... <laughs> <laughs> Um, you thought you were Steve You're going to shake the chips. I'm going to shake the chips, people. The thing is, I was watching Mid-Morning Matters this week with Joel, and he does the cooking contest of weird things, and someone sends him in a beef sponge, which is a Victoria sponge cake with a layer of beef embedded into it. <laughs> and it just looks revolting. But as the episode goes on, he starts to eat it and enjoy it. When you said a Victoria sponge cake in something you're essentially cooking meat in, feels weird, right? Well, I hadn't actually said the words Victoria Spongegate, but you read it off the piece of paper Sorry. and just that made you laugh. Yeah, it did. It did. Sorry. You don't need to apologise. Okay. It is quite funny. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. Anyway, you can bake in it. Yeah, I don't understand how. So I did read a little thing earlier mm-hmm. online about how to do biscuits in there. So you okay. get, I mean, that makes sense to me. You put a piece of tin foil mm-hmm. over the holes yep. in the bottom of the fryer basket. Yep. And so the the mixture can't fall through. Mm-hmm. And then you put your dollop of biscuit mixture. But yeah. I mean, you couldn't make many biscuits in there. Four? No, you couldn't really, no. I guess four. Yeah. Ooh, falafel balls. I don't like falafel balls on oh, any level. Not? What? It's just so dry. And... It's not dry. You oh, need some so sauce. Dry. You need sauce with your falafels. That's what tzatziki's for. When anyone says, oh, I've got your falafel salad, I think. Who's that I'm going for? to take it's you for me. the greatest falafel wrap you have ever had in your entire life. Uh, We're going to okay. go. You know where the IMAX cinema is in London Town yeah, by Waterloo, Waterloo. Bridge. Mm-hmm. Next to there is a place that makes falafel wraps. That I'm going to turn you. Are you? Yes. I, I doubt it's, it's going to happen. It's the greatest falafel wrap I've many ever had falafels, in my life. And I've always thought, who okay, is this? Okay, but be be open minded. I'll be open minded, and we can recommend it. Mm. Um, and they also do a roasted vegetable. Um, thing which I think actually looks mm. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for that, Pro Breeze. And yes. Well, thank then you. Then uh, on top of that, for the listeners, I've got yes, thank you for listeners. recommending. Yeah. On top of that, I also bought, and I, I can't really recommend it yet, but I, I'm just doing this as it's quite a good idea. If you buy one of these machines, I've also bought the complete air fryer recipe book for fast and healthy meals. And it includes sort of low-carb recipes if you're following that kind of uh, additional maintenance tips, which is quite helpful. Make sure that you cook your food evenly. All lots of tips on how to air fry properly. Mm. Breakfast And then cinnamon rolls, strawberry pop-tarts, peanut butter and jelly air-fried donuts. Wow, we are making one of them. Air-fried French toast soldiers. Oh, Jesus. French toast, bread recipes, garlic bread. Meat recipes, steak, chicken, fried chicken, steak, air fryer, steak and mushrooms, meat, blah! So there's some really, really good stuff here. Fish recipes, lots of fresh there. Lots of vegetables. Um, Popcorn. 
Okay, but there is a low carb section then. Yes. There. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thinking, quite got there. Yeah. It was, <laughs> breakfast food kill us. I'm very excited to uh, try these uh, chicken chips uh, out of here, though. So this uh, should be good. So you've got to keep shaking what every well, five minutes time, or so. The last time I, I made the chips. Yeah. They were all um, a bit done on one side. Yes. They? Okay. So they weren't properly evenly um, okay. cooked. There's plenty of shaking going on there. Yeah. I just want to make sure that, yeah. you know. Good. So we watched a movie last night, a movie documentary. Yes. So I think we should talk about that because it's number one in the Netflix chart. At the Is moment. it? So there have been lots of people watching that or thinking about watching it. Yeah. But that's because it's new to Netflix. It's not necessarily oh, means okay. it's, it's the best thing. It's just the fact that, I mean, everybody's caned the Netflix so everybody's watched everything so I think when something new comes out it instantly people cannot have watched everything Every, people have watched everything they want to watch yeah but I mean you think about 60 million people on lockdown all Netflix subscribers you know they will have gone through a lot of content so when anything new comes out I think people are really going for it I mean this um, is also an issue mm -hmm. when you can just binge watch stuff because yeah. you go through a series of six episodes in two nights mm. Well, one and the... then and then what do you watch? Then you, you're done. Yeah, you have to find something else. Yeah. So then I guess that's why you end up watching a huge amount of content. Anyway, this thing came up last night. We were both keen to watch a, a documentary of some sort. So it's always nice to learn something or try and understand something. It's called American Murder, The Family Next Door. My name's Nicole and I'm calling because I'm concerned about a friend of mine. I dropped her off at her house at 2 in the morning last night and I haven't been able to get a hold of her this morning. I've gone to her house and her car is there. She won't answer phone calls. She won't answer text messages. What's your name? Shannon Watts. In 2018, a 38-year-old Shannon Watts and her two young daughters disappeared in Colorado. With heartbreaking details emerging, the family story made headlines around the world. I kind of remember Shannon Watts, but I also might think, be huh? confused with Shannon Matthews, yes. which was a massive oh, story God. at the time. So it's interesting. You get... The rough idea of what's going to happen very early on. I mean, we were watching it going, oh, we think we know what's happened. And arguably, yes, we, what we thought we were was right. going to happen, happened. So it's not really, you're not trying to unpick anything particularly, I don't think. It's not a massive whodunit. I guess there is a, a, a bit about what is the truth to the story that you find out towards the end. Um, but it's not a huge revelation either. It's not like a, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. I can't, you know, I can't believe it's him or anything like that. But it is worth a watch. I, it's just remarkable watching somebody behave knowing full well what they've done. So when you watch this guy being talked to by the police, a lot of the footage for the documentary is made by the police wearing these on-body cameras. So what they have here. You can see the conversations that they're having. I mean, that's amazing because they docu they've documented yeah. the whole thing and... They've clearly given all of that footage to the documentary maker. Yes. It's all the police's footage. Yeah. Like, that would never happen here. Well, they've done it with the, with the consent of the families right. involved, I right. think, because at the end it is a thank you to them for, right. for allowing that footage to be shown. Cause... But the other thing is that, that Shannon, in particular, did a lot of home videoing. Which she videoed herself the and the kids and all the rest thing. of it. Yeah, it's interesting all that, isn't it? But I mean, it's just the world we live in. But 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 this is what I mean. Like for anybody that dies now, yeah. going forward, they will be online forever. Forever, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, our lives will be documented certainly yeah. for the last seven or eight years. Yeah. 
that does lead me into something else that I'm going to talk about in a minute. But just to finish off on this, because she'd filmed so much of herself and the kids, and then you've got all the police footage as well, and then you've got some home footage from the families, you are able to piece together quite a comprehensive documentary of amazing footage, some really interesting coincidental footage. And then you've got all the text messages were great, wasn't it? Really good. You saw the text exchanges between him and his wife in the lead up to her disappearance and the kids' uh, disappearance. I think the thing that I love about all that kind of stuff the most is that when you look at somebody, you know, you make an assumption about who they are. And, you know, of course, there's the whole, you can't judge a book by its cover. And But I think the most interesting thing is that the monsters don't look like monsters. Mm. They never look scary. And we had this with Des that you watched the other week and the Ted Bundy stuff that we all, we've, I'm sure a lot of people have seen those Ted Bundy tapes. That's well worth a watch on Netflix because he looks like such a nice, charismatic, intelligent man. And he's an absolute horrific monster. And this guy's another example of it. I guess you've always got to have your guard up to a certain extent because you don't know who anybody is, mm. really. So in 2003, my good friend Andy took me to see a documentary called Capturing the Freedmans. Have you ever heard of that? Just to finish on American Murder, it rates 7.2 on IMDb. It's an hour and 22 minutes long. So it's well worth a watch. It is very interesting, but it's, there's nothing hugely revealing about it. I can, I, can I quickly yeah, say please, yeah. my thoughts yes. on it? What I thought was really great about it and you touched on it is that normally in a documentary you have a lot of talking heads Mm -hmm. filling in space but like you said there was such an abundance of footage Mm. that you could really but it made it feel like a movie yes because you never normally get that much access you knew exactly what her kids were like you knew exactly what kind of person she was but the other thing that I absolutely loved was the footage of the What's it called when they do a polygraph? Oh, polygraph test. The polygraph. Was so when, great. when they that did the girl was fantastic. She was wasn't she? off the charts, amazing. Yeah. She was like, "I'm doing this because at the end of this, I will." I mean, she was definitely using NLP, like yes, neuro linguistic programming. Yeah. She was saying to him, she basically she got him to um, talk. Yeah. And I'm not going to say what he said, but. She just, she made him talk with her words. And they also played the most amazing um, good cop, bad cop. um, Yeah, they did, didn't they? It was so good. It it was just incredible. Yeah, and the the technique they do of giving him permission to talk Mm. and say what he needed Mm. to say. You could feel the release coming through the TV, you know, saying, here's your opportunity to tell the truth. Yeah. It was like they were saying, we won't judge you, you know, like, but don't, don't worry. You what's know. interesting is like... A they judge were just, will judge you. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they were just so nice to him. And then yeah. you think, and now... Anyway, I don't yeah, yeah. give... Yeah, but it's so, so it's, it's, um, it's well It's well worth a watch. This uh, thing that my friend taught me to see, sorry, that is the frazzling of the chips. It was mm. called Capturing the Freedmans. You would have to wonder what kind of a family situation could produce this kind of crime. Gonna put me in the movie. I mean, I had no concept that this thing even exists in the world. For me to be so outraged, it was like someone's worst nightmare. They're harassing my father for no reason at all. We'll make a film about a man that's sad and lonely. 
the scenario posted by the media and the police was so incredibly way out. The very nature of these charges is so absurd. So he didn't really tell me anything about it. He just said, I'm going to take you to the cinema tonight to see this uh, movie. It's one of the great things I loved about cultivating a friendship with Andy was that he worked in TV and movies and stuff like that. So he was regularly having access, I guess, to things that I didn't know anything about. Mm. This is before social media as well, of course. This is 2003. Right. So you might have learned about the stuff on the internet, but it mm. wasn't like there was great ways of sharing it. So he, said, he, he took me to see Touching the Void as well, if you've not seen Touching yes, the Void. it's amazing. Whoa. It's a very obscure film, but it taps into what we saw last night, which is what, what reminded me of it, is that this is a film about a very strange dysfunctional family. So I'll read you the blurb on IMDb. A documentary on the Freedmans, a seemingly typical upper-middle-class Jewish family whose world is instantly transformed when the father and the youngest son are arrested and charged with shocking and horrible <gasps> crimes. Yeah. But what's interesting about the Freedmans, Arnold Friedman was slightly obsessed with home movies. He had a video camera all the time, from the children being born in the what, mid, early to mid-70s. He had cine footage, and then he went on to VHS, and they filmed themselves all the time. Right. So there is an enormous amount of footage. That's, so a bit like this. Yeah, but it's pre-internet. It's wow. pre-camera phones and stuff like that. So back in those days, if you've shown a camera on someone, it was because they were doing something, <laughs> you know, whereas now people just talk endless kind of mm. stuff, don't mm. you know? So it's in the footage is outrageous. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Interestingly amazing. Mm. But what happens in this documentary is that he is a, an actual secret paedophile and has bought, the dad, the dad is, oh, but it, it has suppressed it for many, many oh, years, God. but has bought a, a magazine from an Amsterdam outlet and it's been shipped and the police have intercepted oh, God. this magazine. So then have come round to his house and found all, the vid all this video footage, but it's just of the family. Yeah. They piece together this footage in a, in, a, in, a, in a not a very pleasant way, I guess, to start to uh, paint a picture of this guy as being horrific. Anyway, he's a teacher of children, okay. and him and his son run a computer school downstairs in the basement for children to come and learn how to use the computers. Yeah. These children are now quite old, but they interview them all and ask them about their experiences. Yeah. And I don't really know what Gosh. to say about it, really, but it's almost ludicrous. It's ridiculous that what happens. It feels like there's some kind of swell of 
activity where people start to say the most outrageous lies about what he'd done to them. Him really? And, him and the son. Well, you have to watch it to try and really kind of understand whether you believe what's going on or not. Some of the children who were in the class said, absolutely, categorically, nothing happened in that class. I went to that class three years running. I went to the advanced class because I enjoyed it so much. I learned so much about computers. And other kids say that they were forced to strip off, lean over like a game of leapfrog, and as Mr. Friedman would leapfrog them naked, he would do various things. I mean, the stories are so at odds with each other that the whole thing's farcical. But what's interesting about it is the Friedmans decide to film this entire period of their life while going through this experience. So the whole thing is remarkable. So when they're going to court, they film themselves going to court in the car, chatting about what's going on. None of them believe that they're going to get arrested. They're so, they find the whole thing so ludicrous that they're singing songs and dancing outside the courtroom and stuff oh my like God. that. It is so and bizarre. they go to prison. I, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to want oh, people what? to watch it. But it rates 7.7 on IMDb. It's an hour and 45 minutes long. It was made I'm in 2003. It. It's made... It, it won loads of awards. It is oh utterly fascinating. Oh, my God. And I'm going to watch it's it. It's the insight into an amazing American family. And it, what's great about it is there's no great conclusion you make your own conclusion from watching this documentary. And it'd be very interesting to hear Can from you. Can I be honest? You lot. Yeah? I, I think that it's really interesting, this kind of stuff, because when you talk about, not you, yeah, yeah. when one talks about abuse or abusers mm. or paedophiles, I think that if you've ever experienced any kind of abuse of any sort, mm. like fumblings or anything, you will always err on the side of they could have done it because yeah. like abusers come from like n- nowhere or familiar places or places where you least expect it. It's what mm. we were just saying, you mm. know, murderers look like really nice people. It's, yeah. it's not ever normal. So it's quite interesting that you would come, you know, we were talking about confirmation bias and stuff with an opinion mm-hmm. anyway, before it's even started. Mm-hmm. Well, this film feeds into confirmation bias a lot because I think you could just go, oh yeah, I can see this. But then there's there's, su- there's such gaping holes in the evidence that you think, if mm. I was to believe this, I'm mm. kidding myself. Like, mm. this can't be true. Mm. Not because of the of what's been suggested that they did, but they, they the stories are conflicting in such a horrific but, way yeah. that you think, hang on a second, how can this stand up in court, for goodness mm. sake, you know? Mm. And they think that as well because they're mm. just, they just think this is laughable. Yeah. Know? And even what's being described, the kind of um, crimes the that are being described... Abuse. Yeah, is is too of comical. It's comical, you know. It, mm. it's just unbelievable, you know, mm. like sex leapfrog. Mm, no, like how does that, that even work? That you doesn't. Know? So anyway, you know, I, I'd highly recommend it as a as a film. It's not a depressing, horrible documentary. Well, it it's like a it fascinating, be. like look into the life of this kind of slightly odd family. Because regardless of whether they didn't do it or they did do it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, their it's life like is ruined. Oh yeah, completely. You know. The whole family was ripped apart by this whole thing. It's terrible. So that is terrible. It's a fantastic documentary. Mm. And the thing about The American Murder is it reminded me of this and it reminded me of just how well made this yes, documentary yes. is. So okay, Capturing the Freedmans, give it a watch. Do and you know if we can see it anywhere? Can um, you have a look and see if it's on Netflix? It's on Prime at £2.49 £2. Oh, to watch great. on Prime video. Okay.
Maybe on Netflix as well. I'd love to know what you think, by the way, yeah. people. So send us a quick message and say, oh, wow. It, and um, you know, I I'll let you know what I think. Yeah, please yeah. do. In fact, I'd love to watch it again with you, actually. Maybe we can Maybe watch, watch it tonight. tonight. Bingo. Bingo. This is a salad chopper. Okay. It is £6.99. Wow. It is basically a bowl. That, I don't know if you've noticed, but you can wash your salad in the bowl. Oh, it's like a salad I washer. I mean, you don't thing, spin it. it. You, no. you can't spin it. But it is sort of a, a colander. Yep. I have not used this before. No. So it could be absolutely pants. Mm-hmm. But I have been told that it is amazing. I can't remember where we could. I think this was a message think, from somebody on, I think it was. on the Instas. It was a message. And I think she sent us a picture of it. And you went, I'm buying one right now. And I did it. <laughs> and you here did. we are. So, I think you put it on this you way. You do. You do. And I've got a feeling I've got slightly too much in there. Yeah. I'm going to take a couple of things out. Yeah, you've... Uh... Um, I've overcooked it already. Take the red peppers out. Nobody likes them. I like red peppers. And yeah. I want to see what they're like okay. because... <gasps> I've got the salad chopper. I'm assuming that you have to cut with a really sharp knife. Yeah. I think this is quite sharp. Those knives are so terrifyingly sharp. Oh, great. Okay. So you... So... If you can imagine like an old boiled egg slicer, <laughs> you're slicing into the slits of the salad bowl. But let me just quickly explain what happens then. This is BPA-free plastic, dishwasher safe. And what happens is it's got a thing that turns around, so you can... Oh, you swill it around. Oh, but I've got it so full Yeah. that it won't swill. Okay. But I'm just going to keep chopping. Oh, it did turn around. It did turn around a bit. I mean, it's almost impossible. You'd have to do all of this individually. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, if you were going to... You need a bowl, really, don't you? Yeah. I mean, you're a big fan of the chopped salad. I love chopped salad. Um, do you think that's enough? I think that's plenty, yeah. Oh, my oh, God, wow. it's really nice. Great. Look at that. Really happy with that. Yeah. Great. Yes, that looks. I mean, I, that's funny because I was not expecting it to come out that excellent. That's a big salad. That's enough for two or three people. That's easy enough, yeah. Very good. So in there, I put red peppers because I thought they were quite hard to chop. I put avocado because I wasn't sure if that would work with it, so I wanted to see if that worked. I've put tomatoes in and iceberg lettuce, and I am extremely happy with the result. I'm going to put a little bit of dressing on there now. Right, shall we eat? Yeah. And then you can give me your... Um, the verdict. Verdict. This is really good. Oh my God, it's so good. So the chicken looks a bit burnt, I think, because the so- well, I think the, the sauce is burnt onto the chicken, but the chicken's fine inside. But there's so much meat on wings. Yeah, right? I mean, they are Waitrose wings. If you buy, if you go cheap, you get a lot of bone. <laughs> You're very skinny chickens. Mmm. But I've got to say, the recipe is amazing. It's great, right? Do you, you're not keen on spicy things, are you? Not madly. Okay, that is very spicy, that sauce, but it's very nice. Mm. Wow. So, chicken wings are a definite 
winner uh, in, in the, the air fryer. In the pro breeze, yeah. Chips are very good. They're not very oily. No. We used olive oil. Maybe we should have gone sunflower oil. Mm -hmm. I think we can do another round of these at some point using a different oil. Mm -hmm. uh, experimenting. To me, they feel a bit disappointing. Mm. Do you know what they feel like? Healthy chips. No. Don't want that. <laughs> okay, we're going to pause and eat and then we'll get back to you in just two secs. Oh, that was delicious. <laughs> Excuse me. I've got to say. Yeah. That I really enjoy this podcast because, you know, we jokingly kind of call it the trip advisor for your life. But honestly, the number of products that have enhanced mm -hmm. my, well, not just my culinary experiences at home, but just my, you know, I mean, even from things like the weighted blanket, I do use that sometimes. Yeah. It's really nice and comforting. This salad chopper yeah. is a game changer for me. I love salad. I particularly like chopped salad. I am very excited because that was some cubes of cheddar on it. Yeah. You know, chop some egg in there. Oh my God, I'm off. Mm. Like. So six ninety nine. Yes, and it's BPA free. Now BPA is mm -hmm. that thing. I don't know if you remember a long time ago, but everybody was a bit freaked out about BPA in um, baby bottles. Oh yes. It, and it is stands for. Bisphenol A, and it's an industrial chemical that's been used to make um, plastics and resins since the 60s. It basically, it can seep into food or beverages from containers that are made with it. Mm. And that is especially when things are heated. And exposure to BPA is a bit of a concern because of the health effects of it on the brain and prostate gland of fetuses, infants and children. So it can also affect children's behaviour there's a possible link between BPA and increased blood pressure. And they have said it's BPA is safe at very low levels yeah. that occur in some foods, but plastic mm -hmm. with it in, when you heated it, everybody got a bit freaked out about it. So when something says it's BPA-free, you just think, oh, well, you don't even need to worry about it then. Okay. So it's dishwasher proof. It's £6.99. <clears throat> if you, like me, enjoy a chopped salad, mm -hmm. it's an absolute game-changer but it doesn't just chop salad, of course. If yeah. you wanted to do a lovely fruit salad or, mm -hmm. you know, there's lots of different yeah, things yeah, that you fruit, could do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Um, you talking about that B BPA, is it? Mm. Reminded me of a film I watched during, mm. I think when we were on holiday from this podcast, I went, I went to see Dark Waters, the film oh, yeah. with Mark Ruffalo, the true story about mm. that, that town somewhere yes. um, in America where it was being infected by yes. a, um, a chemical from this uh, industrial company that I've were making that. Teflon. Yes. Mm, making that non-stick surface for pans. And there was a byproduct of Teflon, which was called carbon-8, C8. Yes. And they were just basically pumping it into the water system. And it was causing people to have cancers and all sorts of things. But they were struggling to find a way to prove it, Mark Ruffalo worked for a, an insurance um, law firm that looked after the pharmaceutical company or the chemical company, mm. but he ended up taking them on. He left left his job and then came on as um, somebody to sue the company for what they were doing and did mm. manage to prove it. But the amazing outcome of that was, is that there's now so much C8 around that it's in 99% of, 99 of every species in the world 
your DNA contains C8 because of that chemical plant. That's quite amazing, isn't it? It's virtually in everybody That's in the world. Horrific. It alters your DNA ever so slightly. That's horrific. Yeah. We're talking about this B BPA thing. You think if this happens, you know, like there is chemicals out there mm. that they know are harmful that do get left in the system mm. and get brushed under the carpet and pushed alongside and you'll probably be all right. And actually, I mean, well, hundreds of people died from it in that town. But anyway, it's not that's, a bad film. It's not a great film. It's called Dark Waters. And you can still go and see it at the cinema, I think, because the cinemas are desperate to show anything. <laughs> I love Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, he's great. And he was in that film Spotlight. It's made by exactly the same team. It's virtually exactly really, the same film. really like him mm, so much. Mm. The other thing is, is that this is why I love all of the sustainable packaging that's yeah. coming out now. You know, that mm. um, Boots are using paper bags and yeah. everybody is just kind of going that extra mile to yeah, really, really, stuck in, really think about packaging mm. and what they can do. Let's big up Red Nose Day. Mm. They have now oh, done yeah. a plastic-free nose, which mm. we should all be... We're recommending that because oh, absolutely. Um, well, every why single penny of buying a nose goes towards uh, yeah. Comet Relief, which does provide help for so many amazing... Salad Chopper is a winner. Salad Chopper's a winner. And that was a chicken dinner. There was a little rhyme to yep, go on Yeah, I there. love that. Do you see what I did there? Yes. Okay, so what, where else were we up to? What else? I, I, I finished watching The Trip with Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan. Oh, no. We, yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, I was going to talk about this briefly because I hadn't mm. talked about it last week. I'd watched episode one, two, and now I've watched the rest of them. And then we watched the final episode together the other night. And I would be interested to see what you thought. Yes, well, what was interesting was because you slightly preceded it for me mm. with, look, it's the one in Greece. The critics have slightly said, yeah. bit samey-samey, you know, mm -hmm. slightly bit boring kind of same thing. I found it completely different. I didn't think it was samey-samey at all. I okay. mean, I know that they are away experiencing a, a road trip again, and that is the same, yes. same thing. But what was interesting, and we talked about this a bit, but the dynamic between the two of them was completely different. Mm -hmm. Previously, Rob Brydon was just really kind of annoying, like a sort of mosquito. But he had a sort of power <laughs> this time that was mm. quite interesting to behold. And then obviously Steve Coogan's dad in it was very yes. sick. But what I, what I sort of finally grasped this time is that it's, it's, it's like a kind of liberal elite's made in Chelsea or The Only Way is uh, Essex okay. yeah. because it's augmented reality. Yeah. It's the two of them, it's their friendship, but it's not his wife, it's yeah. not his kid. Yeah. Does he have a son? Mm -hmm. His dad's not dead. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be documenting it like this in such a good... But the acting in it, you know, he's a good actor. Oh, Steve I think Coogan. he's great, yeah, yeah. And you, really, you can feel the emotion yes, towards the can. end, can't you? You have felt broken And I was thinking, what is him. this? Like, mm. what am I feeling... It's weird because you start kind of questioning yourself because you think, I'm feeling this for actual Steve Coogan. It's not him playing a part. Yeah. But it's not true. Yeah. It, 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 it's really an odd concept. But mm. having said all of that, the joy of seeing anybody on holiday anywhere mm. with no masks. Oh, wasn't that it, nice? It's, it's, yeah. It, and eating it, in restaurants, oh, fuck, sat by the sea. So oh, gorgeous. Totally agree. I was like, oh, look at all these like drone shots mm. of being away and so lovely beaches. I, it, it, I don't want to go away. Okay. I know there's no chance of going away, but I do love watching pretty shots of other people yeah. away. And yeah. so I really 
really enjoyed it. I mean, you've had a lifetime of appreciating Steve Coogan. I'm mm. kind of quite new to it because of, of you. Yeah. You've made me like this. I like him more and more and more. Mm. Yeah. Ah, good. There was a really great series he did, I think, for the BBC a few years ago where he played a gambling addict. It was a serious drama he did called mm. Sunshine. I think I saw that. And, oh, God, it was mm. so good. I think he mm. portrayed someone with a horrific addiction brilliantly. Mm. Um, and because it was a gambling addiction, which is a slightly different it's animal. It's a very um, difficult uh, addiction to Yeah, but I, I don't know where Sunshine is. I'm, sh- I'm assuming you can still get it somewhere. But if you Can I just say something? What? You just said, I'm assuming. Assuming what? Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, assu- I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's, uh, it's available somewhere. Um, and off the back of that, we had a couple of recommendations from people. Yes. Uh, for me to watch uh, Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse go fishing. They have a series oh, on TV. Yeah. I have heard oh, I've that this it. is... Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I follow Bob Mortimer on, on Instagram. And, I mean, if you like that kind of slightly bizarre, irreverent comedy that he does, which is just weird, where he just makes up songs and he plays this kind of sales rep, this corporate sales rep. Um, where he pretends to FaceTime his friends, you know, and uh, talk about what meetings he's going to that day. I just find him hysterical. Me and Joel do as well. I think Chester would like it because it, I think Chester would really it's like it. It's very childish. I love Bob Mortimer. Yeah, he's he's brilliant. But him and Paul Whitehouse, I think they both had heart attacks and both had heart bypasses because uh, I'm sure they talk about that in episode one. But it's it's those two going fishing basically, and that's it. And then whatever is their experience on the journey, the conversations they have. They've got a camp sometimes. They're in a hotel other times. It's the trip of fishing. It's the trip of fishing. And Hmm. I've not watched a lot of it, um, but uh, thanks for recommending it again because you have reminded me of it to watch. And um, I'd highly recommend it for anybody else out there who's thinking, oh, I'd quite like to watch something along the lines of the trip or Top Gear Mm -hmm. or or something along those lines of male friendship. I think it's quite quite nice. Oh, my God. Mm. Um, we also watched a bit of Stuart Lee last night, yes. and I forgot how absolutely genius he was. God, is, I mean, was? Yes, he is. He is. Well, I, I've got Stuart Lee on my list here, because I did want to say that. We watched a, a thing last night called, If You'd Prefer a Milder Comedian, Please Ask. Um, and that's available on, on Amazon Prime. I mean, his stuff is quite expensive. His latest one is called The Content Provider. And it's £10 on Amazon. I've I, I bought it. i watched it several times. I like it that much. But one of the ironic things he does is on the stage he has a set full of second-hand comedy dvds from people like lee mack frankie boyle michael mcintyre jimmy carr now you can buy um second-hand dvds of of stand-up comedy at roughly a penny a dvd but stuart lee's are three pounds 77 if you want to buy a second-hand stuart lee uh comedy dvd which is quite amazing isn't it yeah the value of his is just it's hard as so come by. that must be supply and demand right yeah so there's absolutely. a higher demand but he was so saying he's really chuffed about that well it, the other funny one of his funny jokes is for him to make dvds and sell them it costs him more than three pounds 77 so late at night he goes online and buys all his own second hand dvds one creating a market for it <laughs> but two he makes more money from reselling the second-hand DVDs than he does from making new ones. Anyway, it's very funny. But one of the other funnies is funny things of it, it jokes is that that second-hand comedy DVDs from his contemporaries are the cheapest building materials you could find to build a set out of. So the whole set's built at least. 
And then there's a brilliant story in it. But look, if you like stand-up comedy at all, you won't find anybody better than Stuart Lee. I'll and there's, that. there's three of them that's worth watching. One, if you prefer a mouth comedian, there's one called Carpet Remnant World, which is <laughs> oh my god, super. Yes. The opening 10 minutes of that is so skillfully done. It's brilliant. Uh, and then Content Provider. And what about the BBC show? Yeah, there's one called Stuart Lee's Comedy Vehicle, which was a BBC Two show. It's on late at night. Um, but you get a half an hour snippet of, of his show and then they're another half an hour long. Well, I think what's brilliant about Stuart Lee is the fact that he weaves a story across an hour and a half. And if you see him for a half an hour, you, you could find yourself thinking, what even is this? I mm. just don't get it. It's not mm. that funny. You need it's to really, see really... the hour and a half. I think once you've established what he does over that course of an hour and a half and mm. then watch Comedy Vehicle, you totally get it because you, yes. know, you know what he is. Because he's a character, I guess. He, he is Stuart Lee, but he's also the character of Stuart Lee. I couldn't recommend it enough, but it was really funny that, like, wasn't it, last night? Yeah, it was yes. so good. And I'd forgotten quite how genius he was, but he is a genius. The Richard Hammond, Richard the oh Hammond section. Oh, my God, it's, it's so painful. It's amazing, isn't it? It's so painful, but Richard Hammond can't have seen it. Oh, yes, he would have No, done. but you wouldn't watch that. Your friends would go, don't watch it. You couldn't not watch it, though. Somebody I, said I that, wouldn't watch would it. Would you? <laughs> I have no interest. It's interesting I mean, because people think that you want to know yes. bad things that are being said about yeah. you. So I remember when I did my chat show, mm. people used to come up to me at the gym that I didn't even know mm. and go, oh my God, I'm so sorry about what the male said about you this oh, morning. Yeah, and yeah. I think, I don't read it. Yeah, I don't I look at it. I don't read it. Don't tell me. I don't yeah. want to know. They're not friends. No, but I'm sure Richard... Hammond's probably got enough enemies for people to, to pass that on to him. <laughs> oh, my God, you sound like bloody Stuart Lee. <laughs> um, just a couple of shout-outs before we finish. We had a message tonight from Sarah Hennessy that says, two TV recommendations. First, The Marvellous Mrs. Maisel on Prime. I've seen this, uh, and it is brilliant. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a drama about a stand-up comedian sure. based in the 60s. Yeah, well, it's very good. I know my dad uh, rang me a while ago saying, God, we just love The Marvellous oh. Mrs. Maisel. I watched season one of it and thought it was great. The uh, whole of it? You've watched the whole of it? Yeah, I mean, it's been around for a while now. There's three all seasons right, of it. Right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so uh, it was a while ago when I, I watched it, but I did enjoy it. The secondly, she said, yeah. there's a show on Netflix called Somebody Feed Phil on Netflix, which is a travel log foodie type show, but it's made by a guy called Phil Rosenthal. Now, you might remember that name because he invented Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh! Yeah. <gasps> so he's the exec producer of Everybody Loves Raymond, and he's decided to make his own show called Feed Phil, where he travels around the world eating food. I watched the trailer of that, so it looks good. So thank you very much, Sarah Hennessy, oh, for, um, for sending that to us. Davina, uh, Davinia Gomez, Gomes? Yep, Davinia Gomes. She's just binge-watched Life, a BBC drama. Fantastic casting. You will love it. And she's also recommended two... Yorkshire tea blends for us. One called <gasps> Bedtime. What? The decaf wait, tea. wait, wait. Yeah. This is big news. Hang yeah. on. Wait, um, wait. Davinia. Life. BBC. Life. It's on BBC. So BBC iPlayer. iPlayer. Okay. Wait, because I really... Drama. You can't just drop t- yeah, Yorkshire sorry, tea sorry, on sorry, me sorry. just like yes. that. These are t- without... Yorkshire tea what? blends. I mean, I've never heard of these. So one's called... Shut up. Biscuit. Let's have a quick... What? Why? A multi biscuit. Shut brew. up! <laughs> a multi biscuit brew tastes 
tastes like tea and biscuits. Without the biscuit. Why have they not sent this to me? I'm friends with Yorkshire tea. Like, we we tweet each other. Well, they will now. Can I just say, I'm not paid by them, by the way. No. And this one's a decaf bedtime room with vanilla and nutmeg. Yeah, okay, but... You know, I, I can't drink tea before bed. It's a nightmare. Um, but you might like it. Um, so Daryl, the guy who is sending us the, the glasses and the phone case oh, yeah. from Australia, he has sent us a picture of deep frying chips. He says, this is your fault. <laughs> Haven't cooked deep fried <laughs> chips in years. Always cooked them in the oven. Uh, Couldn't stop myself listening to your last podcast. Delicious. Oh, dear. Now he's going to have to get an air fryer. Uh, yes. Okay, and then the final one is from Emma Cuthbert. Yes, we know Emma. Happy Sunday. Just wanted to say I'm loving the new series. It's good to have you back. I'm not sure if you would be interested in a couple of recommendations. First one is Californian Honey and Salt Peanuts by Walkers. What? I mean, they sound good, don't they? She sent us a picture of them. They are amazing and so tasty. I can imagine straight away that they sound great. Uh, I have sent a picture, not sure if it's worked. The second recommendation is an Instagram and Facebook account by Dr. Julie Smith. She's a psychologist and posts lots of helpful and interesting content to support people's mental health, which is oh, much needed in these strangest times. Dr. Julie Smith. Uh, have you Facebook checked her account. out yet? I haven't, no. Um, I'm literally just reading this as it came in. Okay. Uh, so that sounds great. And there's a picture of Sensations Oven. Roasted peanuts, California. Do you know what else I saw on the KP Nuts Uh um, Instagram account? Go on. KP Nuts have made a peanut butter. (gasps) Somebody sent it to us. They've already sent us the picture. No, I sent you the picture. Oh, did you send it? Yeah. (laughs) It was you? Yes. Are you a listener? (laughs) But I sent you the picture because if it hasn't got sugar in, I bet it's great. Okay. Uh, Too many companies put sugar in their peanut butter. Mm. They don't need to. Um, Whole earth make a lovely peanut butter with yeah. absolutely no sugar in it. I've tasted the whole earth stuff. Um, it's very nice. I also quickly, quickly want to say a big shout out to Jim Jams, um, who have been making the milk spread and the hazelnut spread, so very much like the nutty chocolate spread that everybody loves, the big brand. Yeah. Um, but they do one now, and now on their pots they say no added sugar. Okay. None. What did they say before? It used to say 83% less sugar. Okay, and now there's none? None. Oh, wow, great. So, it, you know, just for any mums out there mm. that, you know, that's that kind of chocolate spread is delish. But mm. I used to, like, really balk at the idea of all of that sugar. And yeah. What a way to start the day with a ton of sugar on some toast. But no added sugar. I mean, there must be sweetener in some way, but... Yes, um, maybe they drop a bit of saccharine in there or something. Yeah. But that's great news. We have been featured mm. on... Apple's podcast uh, today on the recommendation site, haven't we? I think we've been, we are on their homepage. We're on the Apple, Apple homepage. homepage. Yeah, we're very excited. And it says new season. So we just want to say a big thank you to everybody you. Uh, for listening and supporting us and anyone who's left a review on iTunes. We're yeah, very, very you. grateful oh for my God. If you haven't review. left one, we'd really love you to leave Please. one if you like us, that is. Please keep sending us messages and recommendations and stuff like that. It's great to interact with you. We try and read all of them and try and get back to some of them. And then I post a lot of them into the general page so we've got them to read out. But um, we really enjoy hearing from you, so please keep sending them in. And I'd like Um, to say that we don't get paid by anybody um, to say anything. And if we do get gifted anything, we will let you know. Yeah. And um, I've got some really interesting things to talk about next week. I'm very excited. What? Yeah. I know. God, look at you. I know. I'm holding my chest in excitement. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you very soon. See you soon.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.